Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to Speak Free with Maddie G, the podcast that celebrates free speech, truth, and open discussion. Welcome to Speak Free with Maddie G, episode seven. I am joined here today by Bailey Medill. How are you? I'm good, Maddie. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming in and doing this. I do appreciate it. Um, so today we're going to talk motorsport and broadcasting, mm-hmm. and which is what your career yeah. uh, revolves around. Two passions in my life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely. And also, I think we should touch on, uh, I guess, being a woman in such a male-dominated sport, yep. you know, um, or having a role in within that sport, um, and how that sort of impacts you personally and through. Uh, your career, I guess. Yep. Um, so, yeah, if you can just give a little rundown of what you do um, for people who are watching who don't know. Uh, yep. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That's no worries. Well, yeah, I am a junior presenter technically. Um, I work for this company called Airtime and they do a lot of stuff for V8 supercars. And at the moment, I'm doing quite a bit with the Toyota 86 series. Yep. Um, so, they do a lot of support categories for the supercar events, which is awesome because that means I get to go to all these events, which I love. Um, and I also do a bit of commentating for the Sydney Dragway, um, touching a bit of everything, then like freelance every now and again to certain events and work at the gym during the week to you know, make ends meet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so you were obviously, I mean, we're filming this, uh, you know, the same week it's coming out. So you were just at Eastern Greek over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, yeah, tell us a bit about, about that. Yeah, so um, um, it was Sydney Motorsport Park. So it was the, they're having four events, four weekends um, for supercars events and for this weekend, for the first weekend, um, Toyota 86 was supporting. So I got to go there, um, got to work with the team and, you know, um, did a whole bunch of interviews for all the drivers. We did a few features that were aired on, um, the supercars and KO, um, which is always great, you know, seeing how hard work coming out. Um, but yeah, so interviewed all the drivers afterwards and it's really great because the Toyota 86 is a lot of young drivers. So most of them are 16, some of them are 24, like really changes. But at the beginning of the year when I started, they had never been interviewed before, um, which was great. Well, not really that great because some of them were very hard to get, you know, great answers out of. Yeah. And then it's really great seeing the progress that they've made this this time around because it's been such a long stint that they've had to prepare. Yeah. Um, And same with their driving as well, which is um, always the best thing to see, to see improvement. Yeah. And the answers they were giving was amazing. Like my um, experience as well has improved, um, which is great. And yeah, so it was an amazing experience. Got to interview all of them um, and then also got to run around at the Supercars event and see all my idols. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Hey, I think um, like I was heavily into Supercars growing up. Like my dad's a huge Supercars like, <laughs> fan, um, huge Holden fan growing up. Yep. Um, so yeah, I remember it was just like, it's very uh, accessible for fans like to meet the drivers and stuff. Like yep. they really, I think it's a lot better than a lot of other sports um, in terms of that fan engagement, like you can go to like, you know, see them at their trucks and yeah. like all that jump out and they'll sign autographs and <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Like I remember like, uh, win cup as yep. like a kid, I was like fanboying over him, like <laughs> hard out. So yeah, that would be cool. Have you always been interested in motorsport? 
since you, you've been young? Or? Um, so what happened was is growing up, my dad and my brother raced drag cars and drag boats. Right, yeah. So I was raised on it. I actually never used to like it that much. I used to just love the social aspect of it, going out, making friends, yeah. know, talking to people, which makes so much sense about what I do now. Yeah. Just talking <laughs> to people. Um, and then as I got a bit older and started learning more about it, um, I just fell in love with it. I think I was about 14 and Daniel Ricciardo came on the scene for F1 and then... I was watching Bathurst and Shane Van Gisbergen. It was a rain, it was a wet race. And Shane Van Gisbergen was going off the track to cool his tires down. And I kept going to my brother being like, he's not very good if he keeps going off the track. <laughs> and my brother's like, no, he's actually doing it on purpose. And then was explaining everything to me. And I found that really cool. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just fell in love with it ever since. Like the more I found, the more I learned, the more, uh, more I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you get into, I guess, broadcasting? Did you go to uni for for like journalism or? Yeah, so I um, study a Bachelor of Communications yep. and I've been doing that since I was 18, so I'm 21 now, so I'm in my final year. And at the beginning of it, I actually wanted to be a press officer. So I never even thought about doing presenting. Well, I did, but I was always too worried because right, sometimes yeah. I speak too quickly or I mumble um, and I was just never a great talker. I'm still not. I like actually being the person asking the questions. But yeah, so I wanted to be a, um, a press officer for Formula One. I was really into the idea of that. So I started working with Red Bull, um, got, to go a heap of, got to go to a heap of um, motorsports events like Bathurst, working with them, which is great. And then recently, end of last year, I actually had a uni assignment, which asked us to do something that we're afraid of for our career. And I thought, you know what? I've always wanted to do presenting. I may or may not get into it, but it's fine. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? I fail and I stay in the same spot, great spot that I am in now. Yeah. So I did that, started messaging everyone I could on LinkedIn. I'm a big believer in LinkedIn and just messaging everyone. Uh, asked them all about how to get into presenting, any tips that they had. Um, I ended up messaging Chad Nalen, who is a um, commentator for Eight Supercars, because he used to actually interview my dad when he used to do drag racing. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I um, messaged him and I was like, hey, want to get into presenting? What do I do? And he's like, go get a job at the drags, like get some experience in front of the mic. Two weeks later, I come back to him and I'm like, I got the job. And he was like, really? No one really does anything when I tell them to do that. And I was like, no, I got it. And then about two weeks after that, he told me that his boss uh, wanted to meet me because there's a bit of a lack in, of females in motorsports. Um, so I went in, had a chat to them and they're like, yeah, you're really passionate. Like, come on, let's go in. Um, and let's start working together. And I was a bit worried because I have no experience. So I had to tell them and I was like, I have no experience doing this. Please be patient with me. And they're like, it's fine. As long as you love motorsports, like that's all we care about. It was just the passion. So that was great. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and so how long ago, when was this? Like how long ago now did uh, you start? Beginning of the year. So my first event year. was in March, but I met them, I think in January. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Um, and I suppose like how many events have you done so far? This Three. year. Three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, COVID. well, COVID, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a lot more coming up. Will you be at Bathurst? You'll probably be at yep. Bathurst and that as well coming up. Yep. That's next, next this month now, is it? It will be at the end of this month end to the beginning month. of December. December, so yeah. It's like December last weekend, 5th? is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So it's a six-day event. So it'll start from, I think it's November 29th, 30th, um, up until December 5th. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, it'll be hot there. <laughs> it will be. Year. Like it's usually when it's usually the weekend after a long weekend, isn't it? Yeah. In October. Yeah. yeah. So they push that back obviously because of, of lockdown and whatnot. Yeah. They want fans there. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't be the same without, without fans. Exactly. Um, so growing up, did you, uh, were you like supercars fan as well? Or? Yeah. So I always used to watch, I didn't watch every single round, but I was like everyone else loved Bathurst. I was yeah. a big like Holden fan. 
didn't like Fords, even though I drive a Ford now. Yeah. Um, She's got a Mustang, you should say it. I know. I've, I've broken beautiful. my own heart with it <laughs> because I really wanted a V8, but I couldn't find a Holden version or like, I'm not going to buy a Camaro. I'm 21. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Mustang seemed to be the way to go. Plus it's a classic. So yeah. Yeah, I went into that. But no, I love, um, I've been loving V8s ever since I was younger. I was more into Formula One, um, religiously watched that. But V8s, I was always watching Bathurst 1000, you know, cheering it on, watching Lounsey, especially when he was winning. Yeah. And Gizzy, always following the Red Bull guys, which is great. But yeah, I've been obsessed with it ever since and I'm even more obsessed with it now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, what a, uh, yeah, what a journey that is, like in such a short amount of time as well for you. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a lot of other women... In or any other women in uh, <laughs> in motorsport doing what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, there's a few. Um, there's a lot more than there used to be. It used to be quite a lot of men, obviously, because in most sports, um, it's all male commentators or all male workers. But they've been doing really great initiatives lately, trying to get more women into motorsports. And the women who did break through into the motorsports world and who have been, you know, paving the way for all of us young younger women um, have been doing a really great job of that. And so it's a lot more supportive and there are a lot more opportunities to get into motorsports for women. Um, they've even started an initiative called Girls on Track, I believe, which I really wish they had when I was younger, but it's for like 14 to 18 year olds showing girls like everything about motorsports, you know, uh, yeah. showing them um, different opportunities to be like engineers, like giving them little test days so they can try it out, see what they like, what they don't like. Um, yeah, helping them to be engineers or to work in the comms team or the business side of things even get into presenting as well, but it's really great. Yeah, yeah, cool. And um, so where do you see yourself sort of going uh, from here? Like, do you want to end up working, you know, commentating for V8s or F1 or what? Look, F1 would be the goal. I think that's everyone's big dream. But you get to travel everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. You get yeah. to go to Europe and fly around. You get paid to fly around and get to talk about cars all the time. That's yeah. the, that's my favorite thing about my job is that I just get to talk about cars all the time. Yeah. Um, but no, so the goal would definitely be to do um, form, to do supercars and then see what happens from there. But for right now, supercars is the goal, trying to get onto the main team because at the moment I'm just doing all the sports series. Yeah. Um, it was funny on the weekend, I was just following around all the people that I want to work with one day, like in the Supercars broadcast team. For example, um, my idol is Jess Yates. So she is the queen of V8 Supercars. Um, she even does a little bit of NRL. And I basically ran up to her on the weekend because um, I'd been introduced to her at Bathurst, which was great. But ran up to her on the weekend and was like, hey, like, can you explain how you do everything? Like, Honestly, you make it look so easy, yeah. just talking constantly. I don't know how you do it because my brain just hasn't figured out how all the presenters seem so seamlessly um, to tell this story of like what happens on the weekend. So I um, went up to her, asked her questions, and she was really great. Um, she's also really supportive of helping me and helping all other women to get into motorsports. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's, um, I suppose, and in terms of your own skill, I think the best way to learn is to actually do it yeah um do you feel like just in this short period of time do you, do you see how much you've grown as yeah. like a yeah. yeah i guess not as are you as nervous do you get nervous still i still get a little bit nervous but i think i'm more comfortable with it now yeah um at the beginning <laughs> i watch go back and watch my first ever like piece to camera i do where i talk to camera that's the most daunting thing for me because it's so easy for me to ask the questions but when i have to speak to the camera i'm like mm, maybe not let's let's not do that yeah but yeah, my first ever piece to camera um, actually ended up on KO and I was, you could see me bouncing the whole time because I'm so nervous and have so much energy to try yeah. and get out. <laughs> and it was, yeah, I hate watching it. I hate watching myself speaking 
um, on camera just seeing all the cringe like first times. Whereas now I'm a little bit better, a little bit smoother, trying to, you know, pace myself as well. Um, But yeah, I'm also trying to get voice coaching as well, like moving into that, you know, just trying to make myself a better presenter as well to try and get further in life. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, Did you, I suppose, like, you know, I do a bit of, uh, you know, whatever as well. (laughs) I did communications at uni as well. Uh, so, but I used to hate also speaking the camera. Yep. I hated watching myself back, yep. especially if we had to watch like, you know, like we would do like a news take and we'd have to like do like a talk to speak to Cameron part mm-hmm. and then we'd cut away to the story and there'd be like a voiceover and whatnot. Like, you know how they do like a news yep. package. Um, and watching that in class, I'd be like, fuck, this is so <laughs> cringe. Like, I don't want to fucking ever watch this again. Yep. And it wasn't until I started like doing acting this year again at NIDA. Mm. where we were forced to watch ourselves and critique ourselves and get critiqued by others. And I was like, actually, it's not that bad. Like, that's yeah. the worst that, like, obviously that was me. That wasn't what I looked like yeah. in front of everyone doing it anyway. So it's like, well, fucking just watch it. Yeah. But, um, but no, that is, uh, yeah, that's, it, it takes a while to get used to, but it doesn't. Yeah. It? I think it's it just does. the exposure as well. Just like if you are forced to watch yourself so many times, you get used to it. Same as like hearing yourself on camera. I know a few of the experts now, um, or all the main g- game guys, they're just so used to hearing themselves or so used to seeing themselves. They're just like, oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah. Whereas I watched myself and I was like, hey, that's me. Like weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to listen to this. It's a bit cringe, but you know, that was my biggest thing as well. Um, that I said to Chad, who is like my mentor and um, producer, I said to him, I was like, I don't know how to get rid of the weird funk, like get rid of the weirdness of doing this because we had to do a voiceover and I was sitting in a car with him and we were doing a voiceover and, you know, I had to be like really um, animated and ambitious and, you know, put so much like emphasis into your voice, but you're sitting in a car yeah. with someone next to you, just like talking to a mic. It seems really weird. Yeah. Um, same as when you're doing it to camera, like you're trying to seem so animated and excited, which I usually am, but second I get into a camera I'm like this is a bit weird yeah but yeah no it's really great I love doing it yeah, yeah. and I suppose I mean you probably know a lot more people now yeah. within the industry than you did when you first started so I guess that would make it easier to um and people know you yeah as well so um but yeah so we'll go we'll delve a bit into um I suppose being a woman in in motorsport mm-hmm. um do you feel have you ever felt that there's a bit of judgment at all or any sort of from from any not from your not from your employer or anything but from anyone within the industry sort of um do you feel like women have to work harder within your role to make an impact yeah to an extent so there are some like i said there are some really great role models for example jess yates um one of her main things that is stuck in my head that i saw her say in an interview was that she wants to be the best she just doesn't, she doesn't want to be the best female. She just wants to be the best. Yeah. And she puts in so much effort and she puts in a, a lot more work than, you know, most of the other people I see. Like she is honestly a legend. I watch her and I don't know how she does it. She can do it. She was at a race event, nine months pregnant, walking around being an absolute boss. And I was like, how are you doing this? Yeah. Like you're nine months pregnant. You're about to pop and you're walking around doing the same thing everyone else is doing. It was in like 30 degree heat as well. She had a blazer on and everything, like she was fully dressed. I was like, how are you not sweating? How are you not like aching from your feet? How are you yeah. still running around? And she's like, oh, it's fine. I was like, okay, this is a bit weird. <laughs> like, like a bit cool, but amazing. Like, I don't know how you're doing it. You're a superhero. Um, but yeah, so she's really great um, watching that. But for myself, there's not been any criticism. Um, I actually, it's really 
it's more encouraged now to have more women in motorsport. So the when you are a woman, a woman now going into motorsport, it's like such a big thing. Everyone's so excited. They're like, oh my god, yeah, come in, come, come. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and you get to like everyone's really welcoming. So I walk around. Basically, when I'm not doing any of my reporting on the weekend for Toyota 86 series, you'll usually see me running around just trying to chat to people. I think I introduced myself to about 50 people on the weekend, just going around networking, being like, hi, I'm Bailey. Like, what do you do? Just chatting, um, just trying to get to know more people as well because I think that's a big benefit for when, if I do get to go into um, the the big game for supercars, then people will know me more. I feel like when a woman jumps straight into motorsport, there's a lot of criticism from fans, not necessarily the sport itself, but there's a lot of criticism from fans being like, what, like, what is she doing here? What are her credentials? Yeah. They don't really question a guy too much. Especially you're all sort of, yeah, older. Yeah. Like I suppose the uh, best example I could think of would be uh, Erin Molan mm. in NRL. So I've met her a couple of times. Super, super nice girl. Yeah. Super nice. Really like she will take her time to talk to you. And I was studying journal, studying journalism when I met her mm-hmm. and she's a journalist. Like she's, she's been a journalist for years now. And, um, before she got into more like presenting and that. Yeah. And she gave me so many good tips and that I thought, fuck, she's such an awesome chick. And yeah. then you'll read the comments online and they'll like, tell Erin to shut the fuck up. She fucked the footy show. Yeah, she's like, a cunt. She's a this, that. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Like you wouldn't say this to a bloke on there yeah. or like to a former footy player who has no presenting experience whatsoever, yeah. talks like mumbles, but because he fucking played 300 games, like, yeah, fucking, yeah. we'll give him the job. Like, and but you, you also wouldn't say it to a face either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like women have, yeah, especially in sport, um, you know, well, more male dominated mm-hmm. sport have, I think, yeah, I think that is it. That's, that's it. It's the fans that are the the issue. Yeah. And I think that's the the hurdle, the biggest hurdle for women to jump over is that that criticism from uh, especially blokes who think, you know, she's a woman. She wouldn't know what she's fucking talking about. Exactly. So, yeah, that's definitely from the fans, like the industry itself, like all the drivers, all the um, crew, all of the presenters, all the camera crews, everyone's super welcoming. But I feel like I've noticed in the past there have been – for example, um, you remember Charlie from High Five? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so she now does supercars, which right, is awesome. Right, okay, so yeah. She's, she's had all this... She was my favorite from High Five. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, was... I frothed her. She was the best. Like, I fucking... I remember going to a High Five concert, and she was sick, and she couldn't go, and I cried to my mom. <laughs> I was like, why is Charlie not here? <laughs> no, she, well, yeah, she's awesome. And so I got to meet her at Bathurst, and she is so lovely. Like, she's obviously had all this experience, because she did High Five. She's also done Getaway. She's done a few other different things. Yeah. Um, and she has like loved racing ever since, ever since she was younger as well, but like it wasn't really too well known, um, to most people. And so when she came into the V8 supercars and broadcast, a lot of people were on there being like, why is she here? What's she doing? And everyone's like, well, she loves motorsports and she has so much broadcast experience. Who are you to judge? Yeah. Especially all these people at home that are just like, oh, you shouldn't be here. Like, oh, she's not good. I'm like. Okay, you try it. Yeah. You come out here. As they're sitting there with their Tui's new and they're fucking. Yeah. They're so far and, yeah, I could do a better job than that. Yeah. yeah fuck off. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot. And I feel like people as well at home are always sort of just like, oh, it's an easy job. Like you're just sitting there asking people questions. It's not. Yeah. You have someone in your ear, like about five people in your ear telling you so many different things. And then you have to listen to the other person's answer so that you can base your questions off of that. And then you're also trying to think of like, what's next? Where are you going next? What to do? Like, Try and, yeah, you have to multitask so many different yeah. things. 
And I don't know how anyone could do that the first weekend and just absolutely nail it. Like, I don't think anyone has. Yeah. But she did a pretty amazing job. Um, and there was so much backlash that was just unnecessary. But she's honestly held her head up high and she's doing great and still yeah. going. And I'm so, like, I idolize her for that. Yeah. No. Yeah, it would be, it would just take a bit, I reckon, just to get past that. I mean, some obviously never do. Like, I still see a lot of hate for mm-hmm. people like Aaron Mullen and that. Yep. Um, but in saying that, there's women on Fox Sports and that, um, that are well, really well loved. Yeah. That are in footy as well. Like, there's, um, oh, I'm trying to think of some names. Don't blank. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, there's, there's a few, even on Channel 9. Yeah. It just seems Aaron Mullen's, like, so hated. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's because the footy show ended once yeah. Fatty left and everyone blames her. I don't know. Ugh. But um, but no, I would say um, that, yeah, I think, I think the fans would be, would be the biggest hurdle to, to yeah. jump over. And, um, but you would, you would get there. You would get there. I Do you, have so. you, have you copped anything from anyone watching at all? Have you no. ever seen any negative comments? I don't think so. I don't think that I've actually posted anything for anyone to say anything negative about. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit worried at one point because I had the biggest interview of my life um, at Fink Desert Race um, where I interviewed Craig Lowndes and I also interviewed Toby Price and I listened to it now and I'm like, wow, that was my second like event doing. Um, the second event I did and my questions were awful or like the way I presented them were awful. Um, but then they ended up getting posted on, um, supercars.com like website. And I was like constantly checking the comments being like, Oh, I hope no one said anything bad. And I was like, why am I worried? Like, it's only, I'm only starting out. Of course, I'm not going to be great at it. I shouldn't be worried. Like if people want to say something, people are going to say something that's just a reflection of them, not me. But no, thankfully no one said anything bad. Um, (laughs) it was just my... My parents watched my first thing at Bathurst and all they said was like, why are you bouncing so much? And I was like, because I'm nervous. Leave me alone. I feel like parents are the biggest critics. Yeah. Eh? They are. like. Oh, no, they love me for it. but They love it for me, but they were just watching me like, why are you bouncing? And I was like, do you want to do my job? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that's the same with like my acting. Like, I'll show yeah. mum like a self-tape I do. Like, I recently mm. did. I don't know if you saw the Wolf of Wall Street one I did. I think so, yeah. And I showed it to my mum. I was so fucking proud of it. <laughs> I showed it to my mum and all she said was, oh, your face went quite red there. I said, yeah, mum, because it's a fucking energetic, angry scene, passionate scene. And she's like, why do you have to yell so loud? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking in the moment, man. I know, I know. <laughs> it no, takes over. Nothing's but, been too bad so far, but yeah, parents definitely. Parents, biggest <laughs> critics, biggest critics for sure. Um, so looking forward, so how many more events do you have lined up for this this uh, year for this year so i'm working for the fourth weekend of supercars doing toyota 86 again and then um we'll be at bathurst doing the 86 as well so that'll be yeah. a big six day event so you get to stay there and watch everything yeah. the whole time did you yeah. watch the v8s on yes. the weekend as well of course i did yeah man <laughs> they were under lights too weren't they it was yeah. at night time first ever time was it um no they've done it before but like it was back again and now they're doing it for like four weeks and every time they do a big night it's always exciting at um sydney at sydney motorsport park no they've done it before i think back in 2018 yeah um, right but yeah no it was really cool my um my old man actually used to race uh cars as well just in a oh. car club he raced a triumph you know triumphs like yeah. the old yeah british motor cars yep so it was in a triumph club he raced he actually crashed at eastern creek oh my god and they used to race without uh like with no roofs like because they were convertibles yeah. so he had like the roof down like helmet on and all that yeah 
but the stub axle broke and he actually flipped the car at Eastern Creek and he was showing me on the weekend where he, like where it was, where he yeah. crashed. Um, and yeah, flipped it and the car like slid like another 150 meters. Yep. And his helmet actually came off and we weren't there luckily, but everyone apparently thought his head was inside the oh helmet. My God. They thought he'd been decapitated. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was pretty fucking crazy, but yeah, he ended up being all right. He went to work like two days later. <laughs> He's a sparky. He's like, fucking not going to keep me down. There's some board. No. But yeah, crazy. But yeah, yeah, so I grew up, um, you know, probably similar to um, your family as well, yeah. like going to car meets and hanging out with all the other kids yeah. and being like, you know, like in the sheds there and yeah. like, yeah, it just, it was just so much fun. Yeah. I used to like ride my bike and scooter <laughs> around, like, cause it was all like, you know, all beautiful, like concrete. It was so easy yeah. to ride on. And yeah, we used to go. Goulburn was like my favorite place. Yeah. Um, what's that called there? Wakefield, is it? Yeah, like that Goulburn? Wakefield. Yeah. That was my favorite place to go. <laughs> it was always so much fun. Like everyone was there too. It was like the big car meet of yeah. the year. So everyone was there. And <laughs> yeah, I grew up with that. But after dad crashed, he, ne- he didn't race again. Wow. So yeah, I think it scared him, but he doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, no, uh, um, you yeah. definitely, I've noticed a few because obviously my dad raced um, and it, he says it all the time, like confidence is key for all drivers. And so for them to get in a car after an accident is such a big thing, but they need to get a, like get back into it. I so know. start again. I think that's the biggest like mistake he made was just to, I mean, obviously he had to rebuild the car too. So that kept him out for a yeah. while. And then he built it into a road car, but I think he built it into a road car as kind of like a, <laughs> you know, admitting defeat of yep. like, I'm not going to get back in that to race <laughs> again. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was one of my like favorite memories growing up. Mm. Like every time we used to go to like a car meet and that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good fun. Um, it's but- crazy. Your dad used to race as well. Cause that's, yeah, my dad used to do, um, at Oran Park, he used to actually test for Glenn Seaton and Peter Brock. Right, okay. So I found photos the other day of him actually at um, Oran Park and Winton um, in Peter Brock's old car and in Glenn Seaton's old car. And I was right. like, oh, this is cool. And he was like, don't tell anyone about that. Please don't tell anyone about that. <laughs> I was like, why? And he goes, because I never made it, so don't tell anyone. <laughs> I tell everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and now it's going on a Sorry, podcast. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, but no, but, uh, yeah, man, Peter Brock, Peter yeah. Brock, what a legend. I know. That was like my dad's all time, like hero. It was everyone's. Yeah. And yeah. my hero was Steve Irwin. Same. Yeah. And Steve Irwin died. And then Peter Brock died on that Friday of that yeah. same week. And I remember me and my dad just being like, fuck life. Hey. I know. <laughs> we lost shit. two legends <laughs> yeah. in like one week. One week. And it was, yeah, that was fucked too. Mm. And like, they both died in like sudden events as well yeah. so it was like you didn't see it coming also mm. rest in peace Bert Newton oh. he, do you know he died no I didn't yeah That's you know sad. Bert Newton yeah yeah he died haven't you been on social media no. I was like <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing my social yeah. media is all motorsports I was like out for my birthday and someone's like Bert Newton died I'm like what the fuck I have not seen that <laughs> yeah he died on Saturday oh crap yeah Crazy. so rest in peace um great entertainer yeah fantastic 100%. yeah <laughs> Okay, that's sad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, we're getting a bit off topic. We're getting a bit off topic here. No, it's right. Um, so you also work at the gym. Mm-hmm. Just a bit of extra, bit of extra coin. Yeah, trying to keep the pay during the week consistent. Yeah, yeah. no, I feel you in that. I'm starting at um Claro Tav tonight, actually. Oh yeah. Pouring some beers. Nice. Yeah, bit of extra money, <laughs> extra coin. Um, pay for the bags on the weekend. Um, <laughs> Hey, it's good to be honest, right? I'm it's good to be honest. honest. 
Yeah, no, oh. you don't need to. You're you're actually you're a good girl. You're always yeah. out there. You're always the one driving me places because I'm too pissed. I try to. You're always like, I can drive us to Richmond. Done. Let's go. Yeah, I'm usually everyone's Uber driver. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. And the best part is you seem drunk too. <laughs> to everyone. Never. Because you're just fun. It's only on a rare occasion, but no, it's usually I just go out and try and have fun and I don't usually need drink. it to have fun, which is good. Yeah, fuck, I do, eh? <laughs> Actually, that's one thing I wanted to ask you about. What's mm. the, like, say like a big event like Bathurst mm -hmm. or even like a, you know, it was what was it, three-day event over the weekend? No, uh, yeah. Four-day event? Three, four. Um, What's the party scene like with the workers, like people who work? I mean, so, nothing illegal, obviously, but... No, so at the moment, it's a bit hard because of COVID. So yeah. actually, everyone was in a bubble on the weekend, and they still are up until the fourth weekend. And right. I think even Bathurst, they'll be in a bubble. So, um, you know how we were talking about before, like atmosphere and getting to meet the fans? They couldn't actually do that this weekend. Yeah. So the drivers just had to stick with their teams, and they couldn't go up and, like, sign autographs for fans or, like, say hi, which was really sad for some of the young kids. Yeah. But, um, no, they couldn't really do anything party-wise. I think they were just having a few beers around, like, and having pizza. Um, couldn't really go out or do anything. Bathurst is usually a pretty big weekend, not really for the teams, but for everyone else. I know I've looked – when I worked with Red Bull, we would go – into town and go to a few of the bars like on Friday or Saturday nights and they, they would be packed. Yeah. They were dirty too. They're like Cranbar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they reminded me of Cranbar. I was like, this is <sighs> bad. Um, but no, it gets pretty wild. Like just all of the spectators just go out and have fun. And I think a few of the drivers like wish they, they could, but some of them don't. And at Bathurst, you're already allowed like, what is it? One case per day per person. Yeah. People go and actually like weeks beforehand and bury beer and wine like in the <laughs> like one case isn't enough yeah they Fucking have to like jesus they had to bury more um so that they can, i like, couldn't think of sitting there at the and drink, needing more than 24 beers <laughs> no they need yeah. heaps so um yeah people actually go and bury them like beforehand and then God. go back to that spot and dig it up <laughs> you gotta love the aussie culture eh? that is fucking oh. funny that is funny. I actually, yeah, I really want to go to Bathurst. No, it's like, it's the best event ever. Maybe I should go. You should. Is there still tickets available? I have no idea. Maybe I don't I'll think go. so. You don't think so? They could. Oh, they could be actually. Maybe I'll just go for like one day. Maybe I'll just mm. go for the Sunday or something. Yeah, it's a big day. Yeah, that would be a big day. <laughs> I don't know how I drive home. I'd have to stay there. Yeah. You're allowed to can there, aren't you? Yeah, you are. They're, um, I think they're increasing because of restrictions are getting eased like more and more each week. I think they've just increased the amount of campsites as well. Okay, so, cool. So um, that's all good, but I think they're booked out at the moment. Same with accommodation around Bathurst. Yeah. It's booked out. Plus anything at the moment because everyone was locked down for so long. Yeah. Like they're just jumping at the chance to go anywhere, yeah. really. Like I've even seen some random fuck shit on Ticket Tech that I've just like clicked into to see like, oh, this, what's this? And it'll be like sold out. I'll be like, what the fuck? I've never <laughs> even heard of this people yeah but um but yeah i think that's i mean it's good i think yeah. it's good for the economy and that that people are um just wanting to go out and do shit again going back to normalcy yeah somewhat somewhat yeah normalcy <laughs> i mean you gotta show 50 pieces of paper just to get in anywhere True. but um yeah. but anyway we all know my views on that um <laughs> but uh but yeah so i guess um i mean we'll we'll sort of wrap it up um, but what would you say, I'll, I'll let you take the floor here. Mm. Uh, what would you say to a young girl, 
or even a young boy watching this that wants to be a broadcaster, wants to follow their dream in whatever sport or whatever they want to do, um, if they would just want to be a journalist, what would what would your advice be? Um, my two biggest bits of advice would probably be just take the chance because you're better off just trying and failing rather than not trying at all. Yeah. Because, you know, what's the worst that could happen? You fail and you stay where you are. Same thing that happened with me. Um, and it's been, there's been some pretty amazing experiences from things where I'm like, you know what, what's the harm? Let's yeah. just try it out. And it actually works out most of the time, which is great. Um, and also my other biggest tip is networking. I'm a big believer in like, it's not necessarily what you know, it's who you know, just talking to as many people as you can, because they're the people that will help guide you and help mentor you and also help you get into all these places to start getting work, Yeah, which is great. Like, like I said, on the weekend, I met 50 people trying to get just more like experience, more advice, just trying to better myself as well. So definitely just network, network, network. I remember when I started out when I was 18, I was emailing every single race team being like, how do I get a job as like a press officer? And then after I wanted to be a presenter, I was like, how do I get a job as a presenter? Messaged about 50 people. Half of them didn't respond, but the like ones that did, it was really great. Yeah. So you may as well just do the masses. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would also agree with you about LinkedIn. Mm. Very important. Yeah. Super fucking important. Um, yeah. I swear that gets drilled into you pretty hard at yep. uni, especially doing communications. Where are you studying, by the way? Western Sydney Uni. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. At Kingswood or? Uh, Parramatta. Parramatta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you get, did you have Margot? Dunphy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Man, she's my favorite. <laughs> favorite tutor of all time. Shout out to Margot. <laughs> I I actually, yeah, she was like, I used to give her so much shit. Yeah. Do you have her at the moment? Uh, No, I think she might be a unit coordinator for something. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, if you see her around, <laughs> bring up me and she'll go, fucking hell. <laughs> I used to give her so much shit because she's from Bondi. Yeah. So I used to be like, what are you doing in Western Sydney? Fuck off back to the Eastern Suburbs. <laughs> Oh God! God, yeah, I gave her a hard time. But I she, could not imagine being your tutor. Oh man, they, you know, at, at, it was funny at Kingswood. Mm -hmm. Every kid there, like in my class and that, they loved my jokes and shit. <laughs> I went to Parramatta, and it was like, "Fucking shut up, bro! Like we're trying to learn, eh?" Yeah, and not like, a chance. Fucking get a dick up, y'all! Like have a laugh, <laughs> cunt. I'm trying to make your lives more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> you see, let's be real. We're not learning it here any fucking anything here anyway yeah you learn when you're at home just fucking trying to get the assignment done at least i did i don't know maybe it's just because i didn't No, i definitely class. learn more from like experience and working i barely remember anything from uni yeah like, don't think it's helpful at all so you may are you majoring in journalism no i actually majored in advertising and pr because like i said i wanted to be a press officer right yes so i actually didn't go anywhere near journalism that's funny see i majored in journalism mm. sub majored in advertising yeah and I work in sales in yeah. advertising now. Yeah. I mean, I also do this, which is sort of journalism yeah. in a way. Um, podcasting, whatever, radio <laughs> presenting. Yeah. Um, but no, communications is really cool. It's a really fun industry. No, it's a really and great um, uni course as well. It's quite easy. That sounds bad, but. I found that too. Yeah. Hey, a lot of people ask me about that and they're like, was it hard? I'm like, literally, no. Yeah, <laughs> I had friends being like, oh, I have like a 3,000 word report. I'm like, I have 500 word reflection. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that you just talk about what your experience was like writing yeah. the previous assignment. Like, yeah, I was like, I have I have to write six hundred words for this group assignment that yeah. everyone else is doing as well. And yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, some of the shit got a bit harder towards the end. Yeah, but I mean, not really. I struggled like, a little bit towards the end with COVID, but you know. Yeah, that would be hard. Mm. It would be hard to do anything online. Yeah. 
Or like the random shit you have to do too, like photography and like, did you ever do? Nope. Photo- oh no, because you didn't do journalism. No, I had to do visual storytelling, which was fun. Visual story, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That was like the first year units, I think. Ah, uh, I do remember that class actually. Yeah, and you had to do like a fairy tale. You had to change a fairy tale into like a more modern. Oh no, you had to do something where you changed a fairy tale. So I chose Cinderella instead of her having the prince try and find her, like to you know to marry her and everything. I did the prince was like stalking her. Like making it a bit like scary. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's fun. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I can't even really remember the assignments I did. All I know is I passed. So it's all got, that matters. Got Please that degree. Degrees. That's it. Actually, you know, I went pretty good. I went pretty good at uni. Mm. I helped a lot of other people too. I'd like smash my assignments and people would be like, I mean, can you help me out? I'd be like, mm, yeah. I did that with the quizzes. I was always the person that people went to for quizzes, for quiz Same. answers. Same. Cameron Moss, if you are watching this, and he will be. Because he was on this podcast a few, <laughs> you know, earlier on in the year. Mate, he knows. He knows how much I fucking did for him at uni. <laughs> I helped probably about like four people get through their degree because I helped them with their quizzes because yeah. they were failing. And I was like, do you just want the answers? And they're like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay. Get a you quick have 10 to- out of 10. Yeah. I was like, you just have to buy me food though. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really ask for anything in return. No, Fucked so myself over. No, I got um, some of my friends to give me food. I was just doing it on them. Even one of my friends, he races in Super 2. Um, for V8s and like we did uni together and he would be away racing on the weekend and I'm like we have a quiz due and he's like I haven't done it and I was like here like here's the answers and he would just like I saw him on the weekend with his friend who used to be out with him and he's like oh like the friend was like oh you're the girl that used to just send him like the answers because he would just whip out his computer for like five minutes do a quick quiz and then pop them away but he was looking at his phones for the answers oh, that's and I was so like good. yeah that was me the first year I remember Cameron my mate yeah Good mate of mine. Love him <laughs> to death. But I remember the first year he was doing the dodgy. He was saying, I'll do it one week. You do it the next week. Oh, yeah. But he was doing that with two people. <laughs> so he wasn't doing it at all. Me and this other person were just doing it for the fucking cunt. <laughs> That's the best. So I was like, man, I, I must give it to you. That's pretty smart. That's fucking <laughs> smart. I should have looked into that. That's but also good. I was like, fuck you. Like I've done all this work. You've done nothing. But in saying that, each week I got the answers as well from the other person. So... Kind of worked out okay for me. He technically did do the work because he like went and got the other person. Yeah, had to swap he was. Them. Yeah, he was. He was street smart. He just yeah. wasn't very book smart. So. No. Um. But yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> looking forward to the rest of the year mm-hmm. and especially Bathurst. That's the big one. That's yep. the that's the one you'd be looking forward to most probably, yep. isn't it? Um. And like, do they put you up in like accommodation and everything? Uh, go, they like? usually do. So we'll see. What happens? I'm like, my whole team is filled with guys and it's actually quite funny because my boss is very, he has daughters. And so he was like, he doesn't, he doesn't worry about me with like the guys, but he just worries that I won't feel comfortable all the time. And he's like constantly watching me being like, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? Are you good? Like, you know, we won't do this if you're not comfortable. I'm like, it's fine. Like I've grown up in the Hawkesbury. Like I've grown up in racing. Like I'm used to it. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like if you're not okay. And I'm like, I'm fine. And he's like, no, but still, and I'm like, I'm fine. Trust me, I'm okay. Put me wherever you want. I'll sleep on the lounge. I don't care. I'm not that like high maintenance. Trust yeah. me. And he's like, no, no, but seriously. <laughs> well, well, that's really good. Great. They yeah. care. They care a lot. They obviously, do. they're very supportive. Yeah, right? yeah, that's good. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess we we should have really finished on the advice <laughs> part because that was a nice wrap up. It was. Um, <laughs> but then we kept going. Uh, but that's right. It's speak free. This is what we yeah, do. This we what never we stop do. talking. Um, but I guess to wrap up, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to wrap up again for real this time, yeah. uh, I guess 
what is the one thing you love most about your job? The fact that it doesn't even feel like a job because I just get to talk about the thing I love all day, which is cars and racing and talk to all the people that I used to idolize growing up. It's great. I love it. Yeah. I never shut up about it. <laughs> the reason we didn't stop. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for having and, me. Uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, speaking free with Manny G. Um, and uh, yeah, this will be available soon on Spotify and uh, on YouTube. So get keen for that. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, guys. Remember, speak free with Manny G.